The following is a presentation of Dating Kinky, built by Kingsters for Kingsters, Poly, Queer, Trans folk, and anyone not quite vanilla. And it's free. Featuring personalities as their authentic selves, this is What Women and Other Wonderful Humans Want, presented by Dating Kinky. It's an intimate conversation with people inside the kink and fetish worlds, as well as educators, sex-positive personalities, and other amazing people sharing their stories of what makes them who they are. And now, here is our own wonderful human with the questions, John or as he is known around the kink and fetish community. Hi there, Catsuit. Hello there, Nookie, and to our listeners, welcome. I can remember it as though it was yesterday. I was inside a wonderful play space, and in walked two friends of mine. One I was very familiar with, the other I had to kind of squint to see through the darkness. Appearing was this goddess, this blonde goddess, who had the biggest smile on her face. And she looked at me and she said, Hi there, Catsuit. And I went, Oh my gosh, it is you. We met each other at FetishCon last year. And since then, we've become friends. I am so happy to have this person on the show. And I know you will love hearing her story. Goddess Alanis, the goddess of love, the professor of pain, living up to the title in every way. She enjoys CBT, SPH, Florentining with leather floggers and chainmail single tails. However, she most importantly enjoys living the lifelong bonds that come out of BDSM dynamics. Her submissives are actually more family to her than her actual family is. For that fact alone, she's eternally wealthy with her love and devotion. And this past May, she was named Guest of Honor at DomCon 2023. And she will be at FetishCon 2023 as well. My friend, Goddess Alanis, on what women and other wonderful humans want. are the questions that establish the story. Five questions about firsts, bringing back the genesis of the character behind the human. It's the first five, and it starts now. First time you walked into DomCon, as the guest of honor, 
and what was going through your emotions? Well, I had planned my dress for a year, <laughs> the very first time since the last year I went. Um, so I was really excited for everybody to see the butterfly latex dress from Donna Matrix. Um, so I kind of felt like, and I made a tweet about it actually, like um, a kid on the first day of school, you know, you plan your stuff out. And so I was really excited. And then secondly, super hot, because we all know how hot latex is. At one point, um, I actually had one of my subs on his knees and he had a fan just airing me up my dress because I... I so needed it i needed it we've all been there we all know what that feels like <laughs> indeed i do first time you ever were referred to as goddess alanis and your feelings um, the very first time Sorry, I'm trying to think about it. <laughs> it was a minute ago. Where did the name come from? Well, I had started doing uh, Nuru Tantric sessions, and um, the name started with Alanis. And when I saw different doms and you know the honorifics that they were being addressed by. I really enjoyed the way that Goddess Alanis flows off of my tongue and the way that it flows off of everybody else's. So, <laughs> First time you ever had a BDSM session as a pro. Do you remember what you did? Yes, I do. The first time that I had a BDSM session as a pro, I was with a friend at the time and we did ball busting we did some he was in chastity you know so we did some rope play and that was fun and it, it was always fun doing it with a friend you know what I mean it was always uh, the pressure wasn't always on you the spotlight wasn't always on you you always kind of bounced off of each other you know instead of being like fuck what am I gonna do next and it's kind of like okay well I don't have something that this second this one does and you also learn stuff too you know so that was fun First time that you realized you were going to be Goddess Alanis? Mm. I was driving in my car and I had been bartending for years and years. And I started from a host and worked my way up to a bar manager. So I've done everything in the restaurant that you could think of and probably all at once. And it just wasn't enough because I had been living on my own since I was 19 and bills accumulate and it just nothing I was doing was enough. It doesn't matter if I worked another hour or two. And so in my head, what am I good at? And I really thought about that. I'm like, well, my, my sexual energy is pretty high. Like I'm pretty good at controlling the energy in the room with my sexuality and then I'm pretty good at socializing you know I don't care where you come from 
what you look like, you know, what you may or may not have, I'm going to talk to you the same. And I think that's where bartending really helped because you're talking with everybody all the time from all different walks of life. Um, so that was great. Sorry, one sec. My, my phone glitched. That's okay. Um, so yeah, that's when I was like, I, I got to do something else. And that's when I stuck with it. I, I realized that's going to be what I, sorry, I'm like a little nervous. <laughs> it's just a conversation between friends. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was like, well, what am I good at? I'm pretty good at controlling the energy in the room, especially with men. I've, I personally am bi, and I think I am a little bit more shy with women than I am men. And any of my sessions with women are a little bit, a little bit more sensual than I would be with men. <laughs> um, but I enjoy it. And I continued to bartend after my first couple of sessions, and I continued to do my Nuru sessions. But when I started to actually get a little bit busier and the sessions were busier. I got flown out at one point for a calendar shoot and there was a ton of doms. There were some subs and some switches there too, but I connected with one dom in particular, Mistress Lucille Ballbuster, and we really hit it off. I truly, truly, truly love her to pieces from the core of my soul. She showed me a lot. She showed me DomCon to, to begin with, you know, she brought me somewhere and, you know, she with open arms and kind of took me underneath her wing and was introducing me to people. And as the convention goes on, you know, you pass more people. And so more people were like, Hey, how are you? And I didn't feel lost at all. I kind of immediately felt like I was part of a family. Mind you, I didn't know, I didn't know this family yet, but I felt comfortable. I really did. I felt comfortable when I was at the opening ceremonies in particular. And I noticed the sense of tradition and the etiquette, the fact that there's kind of like a nonverbal established essence in the room of be on your P's and Q's. This is, you know, this is where you respect everybody in the room. This is where you kind of respect protocol. If you don't know about it, you learn a lot there. Specifically in the opening ceremonies, I felt being able to see legends, being able to learn about legends, hearing different stories that you wouldn't hear if you weren't there being able to have moments of silence for legends that aren't here with us anymore that made giant impacts on the community that touched my heart like no other, truly. Bring, being able to see legacies continued on and on, that touches my heart. So that's where, that's kind of where my route for wanting to sponsor the opening ceremonies going forward came from. It really did. I like it a lot. You mentioned family and you mentioned that your kink family feels closer than your actual family. When was the first time that you had a session where you looked down upon your sub and said, wow, you've made a difference in my life. My sub Dave. Um, I got really sick. And I wasn't able to commit to any play or any scenes, anything that was kind of already pre-agreed on. 
And he still was there for me. Didn't matter if I could. I didn't feel like a kink dispenser. And I think for the first year and a half of me pro-doming, I truly did. I've got a giant wall up when it comes to getting close or like too close personal with me. I keep it very business and I like it that way. I think that's how it should be. He showed me that our connection and our bond was a lot deeper when he, and he cared for me. I was really sick, really, really, really sick. And I had burnt myself out. And on top of that, I had gotten COVID at the time and I didn't know it. Mm. Uh, Like it was, it was really bad. I was also on my period to add like everything that could go wrong was going wrong. You know what I mean? And he comes back with like a whole pharmacy's worth of cough drops and Gatorade and, you know, the headache medicine. And I think he even had like a heating pad at one point, you know, and he's over here rubbing my feet, any cold washcloth on my forehead that I needed, any soup, any, you know, Starbucks. It wasn't even about the, I'm your sub. I'm like, I just felt loved and I felt cared for. And there was another time, this might be a little TMI, but when I travel places, I get a little sick. Like I can't, my stomach doesn't flow. You feel me? Sometimes Mm -hmm. we get a little backed up. And with that being said, I'll get so nauseous. My headache will be throbbing. At one point at FETCON last year, I fainted. I mean, I didn't drink. That did, we're talking, this is the, the first night we check in early in the morning. We're there all day. I didn't drink. I'm, we're just organizing, setting things up. I was so sick, probably from being anxious and stuff. I fainted and he's like, oh my God, goddess, do you need me to, you know, do we need to go to the hospital? Do that? And I'm like, I, I know, I, I don't know. No, I'm fine. And he just, he got a cold rag. He helped me up. Didn't matter if I had clothes on or not. He always looks at me the same with respect. He never makes me feel uncomfortable. And in that moment in particular, uh, I was sharing a room with one of our friends. So he and I split the bed sometimes. And he's a saint. He just gets the little corner. You know, he makes me feel as comfortable as possible. I love him. And it was just so comfortable to be back to back and butt to butt with somebody while I was, I was actually shivering and I needed to go to sleep. Like, I don't know what was going on with the whole digestive system issue, but I was not feeling good whatsoever. And with the whole going through what I was going through, I ended up being able to go to the bathroom and things were fine after that convention was great. All was good. But in moments like that, he's really shown me that this isn't just about, oh, let me let me do something to pop a boner for somebody or let me, you know, no, it's not a transactional vibe. He's actually never paid me for a session. I've never wanted money for a session. He has surpassed any sort of tribute that somebody could ever fucking give me for anything. And I mean that wholeheartedly. He's done more for me than any tribute could ever cover. And I don't even have to ask him. Like, if he knows, I, right before FETCON, I was about to finish my esthetician program. And I was building my dungeon at the same time. Those two things were very expensive. (laughs) Very, very expensive. And this angel comes through and he's like, you know, I know that I'm going to be using the dungeon too, you know, because he's going to be with me. (laughs) So he's like, I don't mind contributing. And we went half on the largest piece of equipment in my dungeon. Like that was huge, absolutely huge. So in essence, he helped me pay 
for 50% of like something that has changed my life forever. And I'm so grateful. I'm eternally grateful. I just love hearing that story. So many times people will get this vision of, and I'm talking about the outside vanilla world more than anything that, oh, it must just be about the money. But oh my gosh, no. the connections that people have, the love that people have. It's yes. so amazing. Yes. We we met at uh, Fetish Factory's Halloween party in 2021. And when I met him, he had him hood on. I didn't see his face. All I see is these bright blue eyes. And he was kind of watching me and my friend, but from a distance and not in a creepy way either. Just, you know, observing whatever the fuck we were doing. <laughs> and at one point I dropped my drink and immediately he comes over, helps me clean up a little bit and asks me what I was drinking. He goes, brings me another drink and we get to playing right before the party ends. And I was like, you know, I recently broke up with my live-in slave at the time. And I didn't have anybody, you know, I didn't have a direct person at all, really. And I enjoyed the break, but I, I missed someone. I missed having one. And I was still doing sessions, but didn't have a person person. You know what I mean? I wanted my person. So I was like, you know, I usually have room for one or two people who are non-transactional in my life. And I would love to be able to try that out with you. I'm going to be going to the nude beach tomorrow. If you are interested and serious about pursuing this, meet me there. Sure as shit. I'm at the uh, nude beach. And here comes my sub, Dave. And he's like, hi, goddess. It's, it's me from last night. We've just started with Goddess Alanis, and as I mentioned at the very beginning, she's my friend, and we're going to talk a little bit about that and the whole story of this wonderful human when we return on What Women and Other Wonderful Humans Want, the official podcast of FetishCon, and we're presented by Dating Kinky. We do this show without paid advertisers and provide it to you as a labor of love. If you want to help the show, as well as contribute to Catsuit's conference fund to get live interviews and teach some amazing classes, you can give at bit.ly slash thanks, Catsuit. Now let's hear from some of Catsuit's friends with some messages for you. Hi, this is Venus, and I have a special message going out to all the single ladies listening right now. What if you could have a committed, loving relationship with a partner who is monogamous to you, but who would love to see you have sexual experiences with others? Sounds too good to be true, right? Well, it's not. You really can have your cake and eat it too. You can have it all. Learn more at venusconnections.com. That's venusconnections.com. This is Alicia Zadig, author of the new book, Yes, Mistress. I'm also Mistress Alicia, a leading dominatrix and BDSM expert. My book, Yes, Mistress, takes you on a provocative, eye-opening journey into the erotic worlds of kink, fetish, and female domination. Join me for a fascinating conversation. Male submission is more common than you think and more rewarding than you can ever imagine. Yes, Mistress, now available on Kindle, 
and you can order your copy at yesmistress.com. We invite you to connect with us on social media so you can follow all the great news about the show. You can find us on Twitter at WhatWomenWantP1, on Instagram at WhatWomenWantPodcast, and on FetLife at WWWPodcast. And if you want to follow the host, that's easy as on Twitter, Instagram, and FetLife, he is Hi There Catsuit. And now back to What Women and Other Wonderful Humans Want, presented by Dating Kinky. Thank you, Nookie, and welcome back to the program, joined by Goddess Alanis from South Florida and someone who is my friend. At the beginning of the show, I described when I saw you at Sunday up here in Cincinnati, and I described it a little bit, but to give the whole description, you walked in with your friend, Car Goddess Karma, who has become a friend of mine as well. And you had this bright eyed look on your face and this flowing blonde hair with this amazing cat suit. And I look at you and you go, hi there, cat suit. And I'm like, hi, <laughs> because it was out of context. And I'm going, oh my gosh, it is you. And the next thing you said was, it's so good to see you. Want to play? And I was floored. I was absolutely floored because there are few people who come up to me and say, do you want to play? And when you asked me to, first of all, what an honor. But second of all, it was like, I must have made some sort of impression on her to have her ask me that. Totally self-serving. Why did you ask me that? Well, I think it's very important to remember with a lot of doms, when somebody tries to take a mile out of an inch, you won't even get a centimeter. You know what I mean? And when you first met me at FETCON, you were very gentle. I didn't feel pressured to play. Left and right, people were asking, oh, do you want to collab? Do you want to this? Do you want to that? And I'm super honored and I was super grateful. But even then, I didn't, I mean, I didn't even have a, more than five people on my OnlyFans. You know, it was just my subs that liked my feet. So I, there was no purpose in me collaborating or doing stuff with other people. I was, that was my first FetCon ever, actually. And when I went, I, I didn't know that it was uh, half porn, half BDSM. All the conventions I went to were mostly just BDSM. And I, and I loved it. It was very eye-opening and it was different. And I actually made a lot of cool connections meeting some bomb-ass people. So that was super, super awesome. It was just very different. So at the time, I was more intrigued by the people who didn't ask me. You know what I mean? So, and I, and I liked that. I, I liked the people that were just chill and approached and... I was mostly smoking outside, relaxing, tanning. St. Pete's my hometown. Um, so it was really nice rem reminiscing and being there and being able to see the sunset. The sunrise is beautifully over here in South Florida, but you can't see it set as well as you can in St. Pete. Um, so I loved that. 
And it was great, re truly just kind of like a little family reunion, kinky family reunion with my kinktastic fam bam. So it was great. But I remembered your really gentle energy and the fact that you didn't ask me. So I was like, okay, well, I wonder what playing with him is kind of like. And I actually heard really good things about you. The people that knew of you that I knew spoke highly of you. And that matters too. So that's good to know. You, you passed the vibe check. <laughs> And I remember us getting a chance to play. It was near Christmas. Yes. And I remember that you had been wearing these sky high heels and I had given you a foot massage, which is yep. one of the first I had ever done. But I just knew that you you were feeling like, I don't know if it was from traveling and nerves and whatever, but you were feeling like you needed somebody to take care of you for a little bit. And I yeah. kind of felt that. Those heels were killer. Killer. So as we went to play, you have a tradition that uh, the sub kisses both of your feet before starting. And I had the joy of kissing the cutest Christmas socks I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> and that put me in such a wonderful mood with you. Because... Here is this goddess in latex with Christmas socks on. <laughs> and it gave me this energy of, oh my gosh, the beauty's on the inside. Because you truly had this wonderful personality and this smile that I just couldn't get over. Aww. And we played and it was gorgeous and it was wonderful. And you'd be amazed how much I've grown since we played. Um, but I just wanted to say thank you, first of all. We have been able to play since then as well. At the ministry, yeah, we did. At the ministry. And it, that was a beautiful scene as well because it was just the two of us. There was a lot of ambiance going on around us. But it was just the two of us, and you just had this energy and kindness about you. And I always talk about the fact that we don't give doms enough credit for the kindness that they have, because they might put on these airs of being mean, but the fact is, the kindest people I know are doms. I heavily agree. I think that there's a giant preconceived notion that's planted in people's heads that revolves around, you know, this mean, aggressive woman that just wants to inflict pain without consent. And that's not what it is at all. I've actually ran into a handful of women, be like, oh my God, that I thought were super scary doms and I didn't know how I would approach them or how I would say hi or, you know, and they were so kind. They were so sweet. You know, sometimes I'd be too shy to say something. Sometimes there, there were some doms that said something to me first. And they're like, Oh, I, I like, they gave me a compliment. I'm like, you giving me a compliment. Like, do you have, Oh, thank you one, but Holy shit. Do you own a mirror? Like, I don't oh, but like, <laughs> you know, and too many to name. Truly, because there's so many amazing women and I and I see a lot all the time. They're like, hey, don't be afraid to say hi. And I'm like, one, sorry, kind of hard, but two, okay, okay. And when you finally do go say hi, you're like, fuck, I'm so happy I did because they're truly super down to earth. I'll tell you, there were 
the the owners of the Pink Dungeon in LA, mm-hmm. Lady Stern and Miss Veronica. I was so scared to say hi to them. I was so scared. Oh my god, so scared, so nervous. Because I, their their space is badass. I've never seen something like that before. You know, for as much glitz and glam as Miami has, and you know this that and blah blah blah, we don't have that. Mm-hmm. We don't have that. I've never seen anything like that. So awesome. So to be able to actually introduce myself to them, and I was so nervous. They're so sweet. They're so kind, you know, give me a big hug. And I'm like, one thing that really resonated with me, that still resonates with me, uh, when I booked to rent the space for photo shoot, Lady Lila Stern told me several times in text, she was like, you know, if you have any questions or concerns, text me or uh, she goes, you can call me. Don't even worry about texting me. You're not bothering me. And she said that a couple of times. You're not bothering me even with other doms we're so I'd hope other people feel this way I'm not going to speak for other people but like I get so nervous about wanting to be like following protocol to the T you know I don't care if it's being looked at as a sub or this I actually don't give a fuck I want to follow the protocol to the T I don't want to have any discrepancies or any reason to have them you know raise their eyebrows or anything so I was so nervous about the seventh thing and there's no there was no reason to be because she reassured me you're not bothering me. Like that's a, that's like a, a nurturing thing that I really, really, really appreciated. And it might be small to other people, but that's huge for me. One of the things that I do notice about you, and it makes you beautiful and it makes you human, is you're not afraid to be a little anxious. You're not afraid to be a little scared. But my gosh, when you put on your armor, your outfit, your cat suit, whatever it may be, you transform yourself. When you put on your outfit, does it transform you? No. I truly am myself through and through. Like this is my life. I think for the first two years, I even whether it was a scene or not, if I knew somebody from the kink industry, I would introduce myself as Alanis. But if I end up growing a connection with somebody and they end up being like a friend, eventually they know me as me and it doesn't change whether mm-hmm. they address by my own, whether I'm addressed by my, well, if there's an established dynamic that's a little bit different, you know what I mean? If I'm bad bypassing somebody at a social and it's not a kink scene. It's just we live in the same area. And whether they address me as goddess, my Alanis, or, you know, my name, it makes no difference in how I act or how I treat them. If we're playing, uh, then that's completely different. You know what I mean? It doesn't matter what outfit's on. But, no, this is my life. It doesn't, it doesn't change if I'm wearing latex, if I'm wearing leather, if I'm wearing cotton. Or silk, or if I'm wearing my birthday suit, you know what I mean? <laughs> when did you know that this was going to be you? What, did you have an inkling as you were growing up that, hmm, I think I like this part of me? Well, when I was younger, I will be honest, I truly thought little boys loved being kicked in the balls. I thought they. <laughs> I thought they liked it. 
you know what I mean? I really did. Like, they're so weird. I always thought that growing up. So in my head, it, it almost made sense to get connected. I don't know if, like, I don't know. You know what I mean? But um, so when I, I don't know what was the flip or the switch, but I quit my bartending job. And I was like, I am not working for anybody else. I'm losing money because I'm, I'm committing my time to working this, these shifts. You know, and I even kind of, I bartered with the manager at one point and, and then I got a couple hours cut off of the shift because I convinced him through proof of sales that there was no need to be open certain times of the day on certain days of the week. And even with that, I'm still missing fucking money. Mm -hmm. I'm not making tips, you know, I'm missing sessions. So I was like, look, I got to go. And this manager still loves me to pieces to this day. If I ever wanted to bartend ever again, that would be the first place I go, you know, that we didn't end on bad terms or anything. They understood in this day and age in the Western modern world, like men, they're doing their own thing. And women, they're doing their own thing. Everybody in between them, doing their own thing. You know what I mean? Everybody has their own individual responsibilities. We can't rely on other people. So those bills got to get paid regardless of how that means, like how that gets done. So when I realized that this is something that I can survive off of. I went and I had only a thousand dollars in my savings and I had like less than three bucks in my checking account. Mm -hmm. And I went to fetish factory and I spent like 450, either 452 or 456 bucks. One of those numbers. And I bought a hood. I bought uh, bed restraints. I bought, uh, I bought a crop and a paddle and that was it. That was it. I didn't even have a strap on actually. Oh, I bought a harness. That's what it is. I bought a harness and then I went somewhere else and bought, you know, a strap, but cause you know, we know it's a little pricey <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, I bargain and I budget where I can, you know what I mean? And I especially had to at that, at that point. Um, but anyway, I started off of FetLife and I started doing sessions once a week. I would get a hotel room on Thursday. That was my days. And I'd have like two, three sessions. I was like, okay, all right. Then it was too busy for for one day. So I'd do Tuesdays and Thursdays because I needed a break in between. And that was, that was nice. And then at one point I'm like, okay, I'm starting to build connections with a couple of these people. And I trusted enough, please, uh, in advance, this is not something that I'm advising for anybody to do at all because it's not safe and don't do as I do. I'm just saying this is my experience and this is this is how I started. And I'm not advising for anybody to do it. At one point, I didn't want to keep spending money on the hotels. And so I, after feeling like I could trust some of these people who ended up being regulars and some of them still you know, see me to this day, uh, I invited them to my living room and I'd start in my living room but one point I had had a bunch of stuff in my living room. So I did it on my, in front of my bed on the floor. I had a latex PVC bed. So that was, that was cool. Some people actually use my bed. You know, it's not like I get, again, not something I'd advertise, but it's what I did. That's where I started. And I saved and I saved and I saved some people, you know, they bought their own toys. The latex bed was one of them. The Easton machine was one of them.
you know, so I ended up acquiring different toys. I ended up making friends and some of them passed things down to me. Sorceress Morgana is one of the major person who has given me a bunch of stuff. A lot of times she's like, oh, I love your outfit. And I'd be like, thanks. It's Morgana's. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and, and eventually I moved from the sketchy apartment. Some people would come to session and they didn't even come upstairs because they didn't like where I lived. It just really wasn't a good area at all. And so I moved, I was able to move to a way better place. And then in a different spot, I was able to get, you know, my own separate location for a dungeon. So it's, it's been a gradual go. Was being a bartender a good pre-job to being a pro-dom in the fact that as a bartender, you listen to people and you hear their stories and you're able to connect with them in that way? I don't know that it made it easier to connect with people, but I think it made it easier for me to know how to break the ice in order for people to feel comfortable enough to initiate connecting with me. Sometimes the best way to connect with somebody is to be more of a listener than a talker. A lot of the times that's what people need, you know, they don't, they don't need to be told what to do or how to fix this or how to do this. Sometimes they just need someone to listen to them and hear them and for them to just feel understood with a nod without someone being like, you're fucking nuts. And a lot of the times, you know, I'll do my sessions and people, they share some real deep shit. You know, a lot of the times you don't know what somebody's going through and it makes sense as to why they want to push their limits in certain ways. It makes sense as to why they don't want to have control for the hour, two, three, four. It, you know, it makes sense. It starts to, the dark, the dots start to connect. And it's an amazing opportunity to connect in that way. And sometimes, as I say, the outside world doesn't realize how important that connection is. And that that is where the magic happens. You know, I'm going to be, this happened today, just actually a few hours ago. One of my sessions, I adore this person to pieces. And this is the second person this month that has come to me. And they've broken down in my arms and been like, you know, post-session, they're telling me the feelings that I get and the experiences that we have give me a reason to hold on. That's huge. I'm not a therapist. I'm not a doctor. I'm not trying or aiming to be somebody's savior. You know what I mean? Sometimes giving somebody that safe space just is. Yeah. You show us who we are when we aren't sure of who we are. And honestly, I think that goes both ways. Mm. How so? There are some days just human being, like human being to human being. You know, when I'm burnt out, recently I was because I did a countless number of trips. My tour was like months long and there were a couple of days that I was home, but I did 
more traveling in the last six months than I have in the last two years combined. And May specifically was ridiculous. And I thought I could do it. I really thought I could do it. But there was a, I didn't account for like everyday life mm. or things that could go wrong. Somebody hit and ran my car at one of the conventions. My car was parked the entire time. Mm. And the hotel general manager went on vacation. So it's not like I could do anything. And it's nobody's, you know, nobody's fault, you know, really. Um, except for the person who did it. But it's just like, so when you account for things that could go wrong and then when things actually go wrong, it's like, fuck. So feeling when you're at a super major low and you have these people around you that you've built these solid connections with and they're telling you things like that, you know, that's huge. That's huge. That gives me a reason to hold on. And I think that that's, that's not even a matter of like, oh, dom sub this that and the other thing like we're all human beings at the end of the day and we're all connected through kink and i think that that's the most important thing to remember whether you're a dom sub switch or indifferent whether you're a fetishist a kinkster that you know it's that's the most important thing to remember we're all human beings at the end of the day and that's also another reason why for when i first got back from you know my trip for a solid week i just focused on myself mm -hmm. like no session no anything like I, and that's what me and my friend were talking about. Goddess Felina, we can't pour from an empty cup. Like it's extremely important to focus on ourselves, take that bath, do the facial, you know, have that ice cream. I love Slurpees. <laughs> I love Slurpees. <laughs> I had a Slurpee almost every single day when I got back. I love Slurpees, you know, so, so doing my little things, cuddling with my animals, Oh, I love it. I'm bad at basing my worth on my productivity. I'm terrible at it. In big, bold letters on my planner for this month, I put, it's okay to rest, you know, because I cannot give these people the sessions that I feel like they deserve that give them these reasons to hold on if my cup is empty. And it's, it's important to be transparent about when it is and when it isn't, you know? I think you have just given such amazing advice to people who are wondering what it's like to be in the world of a pro-dom or a dom, realizing that. And I, I came to, I came to this, not conclusion, but I came to this realization this week when a wonderful dom who I had become friends with was exhausted and I had just been giving them their space when I should have been asking how they were doing because I was afraid that they needed time for themselves and I didn't check in on them enough. And that was bad on me. But the fact is we are humans in this wonderful world and we are brought together by kink. And you know, from the little messages that I'll send you or or the messages that I send my friends around there that when we're all in this together and we are caring about each other and we are feeling for each other, it's a much better world. Yeah. On that note, we're going to take a break. And when we come back on what women and other wonderful humans want, the official podcast of FetishCon 2023 
presented by Dayton Kinky. We're going to talk about what the future looks like for Goddess Alanis when we come back. Hi, Dawn. Hi, Dan. Recently, we put together a brand new book called Hearts and Collars, reflecting 20 years in a power exchange relationship. It's 350 pages of what we've been living for the past 20 years. Indeed, and it's got chapters like communication, power exchange and spirituality, how to be a leader, high protocol, becoming a follower, rituals, the new porch time, victim, survivor, and thriver, power exchange and polyamory, submissive versus wife, the practical contract guide, relationship short shorthand, as well as other tools and experiences we've had over the years. Check it out at eroticawakening.com slash hearts and collars. Bye, Dan. Bye, Dawn. Are you curious about kink but don't know where to begin? <laughs> or maybe you have a friend who, while they appreciate your interest in BDSM, they don't really understand what it's all about. You should check out Kink for the Curious. It's a fun little activity book with color pages and word finds, lots of silly puns, <laughs> uh, but lots of solid BDSM and kink information written by somebody who's been in the business for almost 30 years. Kink for the Curious a BDSM activity book for beginners written by Princess Natasha Strange, and that's me, <laughs> is available on Amazon. Go get it now. Welcome to the Yoniverse. I'm Scarlett. And I'm Anya. The Flaming Yoni podcast is a celebration of the beautiful and unique expressions of female sexuality. From asexual to megasexual, from lifelong monogamy to relationship anarchy, from deep spiritual bonds of sacred union to spur of the moment flames. It is all infused with Yoni energy. Search for the Flaming Yoni on your favorite podcast platform. You will not leave the same as when you came. Hi there, I'm Nookie. My pronouns are she, hers, and I'm the founder of Dating Kinky, a different kind of dating and educational site for kinksters, poly, queer, trans folk, and anyone not quite vanilla. And it's free. Catch me in my own podcast, Dating Kinky. And now back to John and their guest on what women and other wonderful humans want. Thank you, Nookie, and welcome back to the program, joined by Goddess Alanis, who was a guest of honor at this year's DomCon in Los Angeles, and we are both getting ready for FetishCon 2023. Just how much fun is it to walk into that place and be overwhelmed? Oh my gosh, I love it. I love it so much. I truly, truly, truly love it. And this past year, getting to know everybody going to the different conventions and seeing everybody here and seeing everybody there it's been so special and i took a bunch of pictures and a bunch of videos but some of the most special moments happened where you know it was too special to pull your phone out i love that that's my favorite being able to be somewhere with a bunch of like-minded people that make you feel comfortable enough to ask questions that you wouldn't be able to ask in your day-to-day -day life around people who probably can't give you solid answers or can only help you to, you know, for as 
for as far as they're morally limited to. So mm -hmm. it's, it's great. I love it. It's a breath of fresh air. How different is Goddess Alanis going towards FetishCon this year than the one that went to FetishCon last year? Ooh. <laughs> well, I'm definitely going to show out way more with my outfits. Uh, last year, I made a crown. I was in school for like a couple months, and I used several hours putting glitter and diamonds on that crown. And I was so <laughs> proud of it. I stunted around with it all over the place. Um, and now we have way more extravagant crowns. It's great. I love seeing the progress. So I'm definitely going to have extravagant crowns. Um, I plan to collaborate a, a lot more. Um, I know a lot more people now. And I have a lot more friends that are going this year. So I'm excited to see them. And I'm excited to meet their friends and make new connections and take fun pictures. I really enjoy like the the trampling fam bam that I've created. I really like them. My foot guys, they're some of my favorites, truly. They're they're gentlemen, true gentlemen, my foot boys. Um, and I met a lot of them at FetCon. And then I really something that really impressed me. At FatCon was the vending. Mm -hmm. They have impeccable vending. And I look forward to giving them, you know, a substantial amount of my money because I like things. And they <laughs> have a lot of things that catch my eye. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, I'm oh, looking yeah. forward to having you on the red carpet because at the end of the red carpet, as you go all the way through, there will be a little booth with me there. Oh, and yay. we'll be doing interviews with all of you all. And I'll get to ask, who are you wearing? And you oh, can yeah. ask me who I'm wearing, because I will actually be wearing custom-made outfits that are made for me. Ooh. And I, I got the sketches this week. One of them is unlike anything I would have ever considered wearing, but it's amazing. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, that's so awesome. I can't wait to see. Looking oh, be wearing my Donna Matrix. Yes. I was able to get two custom pieces of the last of the last Blue Morph, Blue Morph Butterfly that she had, I believe, in 2017. And I reached out to her uh, last year at FetCon. I was gifted my first Donna Matrix Butterfly bodysuit. And I reached out to her and I told her how much it meant to me because I lost my mom and my sign from her is a butterfly mm -hmm. and I see them every day, every day. And then when I'm thinking of her, you know, at the most random times, there've been butterflies that hit me in the face that do circles and swirls around me, you know, almost like a movie, but I know that's her. And so that's why I've incorporated butterflies into my brand and to be able to have that latex suit gifted to me in my hometown, you know, at a kink convention was, it lit my heart on fire. And I told her how much that meant to me. Fast forward, lost that account. So when I reached out to her on the second account, I was praying that she, you know, opened it. And she did. And she was like, listen, I do remember you. And, and she reached out the first time too. And she was amazing. And she was like, oh, every single person has had a, a super sacred story. She was like, your story brought me to tears. Thank you so much for reaching out. And so fast forward. Uh, she was like, I do remember you. I can't promise you that I can make these. I have to check if I even have the fabric. It was long ago. She had the fabric. She gets back. Mm. She's got the fabric. Oh my gosh. And uh, 
for the gown, she was missing just a little bit of a dark blue and black marble. But I was like, listen, I trust your judgment. Listen, you you go ahead and you do what you got to do. I totally trust your creative judgment. And she made the most amazing butterfly mermaid gown for me and the most amazing butterfly full body cat suit. And I'm going to keep those pieces forever. And I'm going to wear them as much as I can wear them. I want to take them everywhere. I want everybody to have all the pictures in them. I'm so proud of them. I'm so proud to be able to incorporate something that's so special to me into my brand. And let me tell you something. My mom, my mom was pretty kinky, okay? She <laughs> would have loved all of you. She would have loved all of you. She would have been like the kink mom of DomCon. You know what I mean? <laughs> and she would probably just give people snacks and she loved to bake. She would have given them banana bread and stuff, you know? So, and, and that's another reason that I really, really loved that convention and that I chose to sponsor it. Well, sponsor the opening ceremonies because the nurturing motherly sense that I get from a lot of the people that are on the, the board means the world to me. And I don't, a lot of them don't know that, you know? And and the fact that they don't know it means it even more, truly, because they, nobody nobody pities you. Everybody's mm -hmm. got a sad story. You know what I mean? But everybody there looks at you with endearment, respect, and, you know, almost like an assertion that you know you can do it. And that's the beautiful thing about DomCon and FetishCon. I haven't had a chance to go to a DomCon yet. You need Fingers to. Crossed. Fingers um, crossed that we're working on something that would help us uh, be able to get to a DomCon and also be able to tell stories, which is what I love to do. And I'm so proud that we have the association we do with FetishCon this year to be able to do not only the red carpet, but to be able to do some really amazing panels and I'm going to get to teach and I'm so looking forward to it. One of my favorite things at FetishCon was the the awards ceremony. The way that everybody just kind of, it was kind of like a melting pot of people. You didn't know who you were going to end up sitting next to. And mm -hmm. I loved that. I love connecting with people there. It was really nice. I liked seeing the tradition there. They're going to do a very special reception on that night where they will give out some awards. It's not going to be an awards ceremony per se, but it will be an amazing reception where people will be able to definitely get with each other and get to have some great communication in the big red carpet. Look, uh, looking forward to it. So that'll be great. I went to your website today, which, by the way, is a gorgeous website. Everything you do is gorgeous. Your brand is just perfectly on point the professor of pain and the goddess of love. First of all, professor of pain, how do we go to school? <laughs> Meaning, how? where did you get your um, your doctorate in D DNS and all that good stuff? <laughs> well, I don't have my doctorate, but I've learned, I've learned a lot through classes. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to be honest, when I didn't know how to do certain things, that subs were asking me, the first thing I did was I asked them how experienced they are in it. Mm -hmm. And sometimes if it was something that they were very experienced in, I learned a lot from them. And I think that that was huge 
because it taught me from a different perspective. It taught me from the person who's actually feeling the impact of whatever implement is in my hand. So that's how I learned. Mm -hmm. Well, the professor of pain and the goddess of love, as I mentioned, has the beautiful website and you have a great frequently asked questions thing on there and you have proper protocols and throughout the entire thing, you want to connect with people and have them connect with you in a proper way. I mean, there is high protocol when it comes to simply contacting you. How important is that to you? It's very important. And it, I hopefully it's just as important to the person who's inquiring. And hopefully they'd like to expedite the process as much as I do. I don't like the back and forth banter of endless questions. It makes me feel like, uh, you know, my time's being wasted. And ultimately, I think it's important. We know that nobody can waste our time unless we allow it. Mm -hmm. So put this uh, questionnaire and submission form in place in order to expedite the process of potentially getting a session with me. If our kinks align, if there's no hindrances, whether, whether it's a medical concern or anything else, you know what I mean? And then also travel. That's some my my website's got to be updated. I got to tell you that. I got to <laughs> traveling as much as I've been traveling. I need to add what city and state are you inquiring for? <laughs> Where but, in the world is Goddess Alanis? <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I'm going to be updating that soon. Um, but yeah, it's it's actually very important to me. And one of the questions is, what do they? What does a dynamic look like between us? Even if somebody is not looking to have longevity in the dynamic, even if it's a short term, you know, we're in the same, that's fine. Fill out the form, fill out the form. You know, if it's a specific video request, it's understandable to have a simple email that includes every single thing that, you know, you're talking about or you're inquiring for but aside from that there's no reason there's no reason to be contacting me other any other way or expecting that to lead to a session because it's not going to i love the protocol i love the directness and i love the website it is the the website is as i click over here is goddessalanis.com correct a-L-A-N-I-S, and goddess is the regular spelling. Yep. Where do you see yourself 10 years from now? 10 years from now, I'll be 35. Um, I just turned 25 last month. So 10 years from now, hopefully I'll be a mom. And... I'll have a wider dungeon. <laughs> uh, my goal is to have like a warehouse. Mm -hmm. I want to have a super, super spacious, multi-room, extravagant space that is a commercialized, you know, dungeon available to people who come wherever I'm located at the time and can rent it and maybe venues. I'm, I'm kind of interested in hosting parties, you know, so that'd be kind of cool to have. I hope I can give my kids whatever they want. I hope that at all times I can give them whatever they need. But ultimately, I just hope I can be a good mom and still be able to have my career. 
What a beautiful sentiment and a great way to end our show. It is so wonderful getting to talk to you. And I am blessed to call you my friend. And I'm looking forward to seeing you at FetishCon and just bring in all the wonderful energy that, that you give off because it's just, it's wonderful. And I really appreciate you being my friend. Well, I love you, Katsu. Love you too. Oh. Always great talking to Goddess Alanis, my friend. And oh, by the way, somebody's probably listening to this and going, wait a minute, they didn't talk about me. One thing I wanted to add and somebody that I really wanted to shout out for always being there and somebody that I met at DomCon is Goddess Karma. I love her to pieces. And every single day since then, I've seen her at least once a month. And I think that that's going to shout her out. You know what I mean? That's, well, that was a one thing. We both think the world of her. Here's what's coming up on the next edition of What Women and Other Wonderful Humans Want, presented by Dating Kinky. She is the Oklahoma Amazon, standing six foot three. She was the mistress of ceremonies at DomCon Los Angeles in 2018. And now she is a teacher at the Sanctuary in Los Angeles. All over the country, she makes her presence known. Mistress Mia Dark on what women and other wonderful humans want next time. A new edition of the show premieres next Tuesday, wherever you get your podcasts. Again, special thanks to Goddess Alanis for being with us on the show and a special thanks to you for being with us as well. We're getting ready for FetishCon coming up August 10th through the 13th in St. Petersburg, Florida. We are the official podcast of FetishCon and we invite you to join us. You can get your tickets at fetishcon.com. We would love to see you there. And I'll be on the red carpet and bringing you a lot of great content from this wonderful trade show of the fetish community. And as I said, we hope to see you there. I'm John, also known as Hi There Katsu. I hope I've earned the privilege of your time. And I remind you to always remember consent and to love each other always. What women and other wonderful humans want connects with you. Join us on Twitter at WhatWomenWantP1, on Instagram at WhatWomenWantPodcast, for our kinky friends on FetLife at www.podcast, and now select shows are available in video format at youtube.com slash datingkinky. This has been a presentation of Dating Kinky, built by kinksters for kinksters, poly, queer, trans folk, and anyone not quite vanilla. And it's free. 